Ooh, shit. You all right? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's good to see you, my brother. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing well. Hope you are. I am. And hey, man, it's good to be back here. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. <laughs> we are back, y'all. We're back. We had a hey. How was your uh, How was your Christmas as a Jewish man? Oh, uh, it was great. Uh, how was yours? Uh, mine was great as a Jewish man as well. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, we really didn't do anything. We just had the family over. That was great. Do you actually? So even though you don't celebrate, uh, Christmas, wait, wait, wait. Is this a like a legitimate question? Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like you know, because I know like you have the Christmas holiday because everything everything shut down. Right. So even though you're Jewish, you still have the family over since you have the vacation time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so oh, yeah, it works yeah, out yeah, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, we we uh, met at my mother's, and she you know she uh, ordered a meal from Lowe's or one of those places like that, and it was great. All the grandchildren, my brother and my wife and my mama and. Yeah, Dubug, Ems, Bo, Tutty. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so many people in the house. Yeah. But it was nice. How about you? What did you uh, do? It was good. I went to um I went up to Ohio and, and saw Carmen's family for, for a couple of days. Carmen. Got a, yeah, Carmen my love and my boo, my Your bunny. Um uh, went to see her family for a couple of days and then came back on Christmas Day to see my family. Good deal. Yeah, Christmas traveling on Christmas is not so bad because it's very little traffic. Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of oh, nice. Got, I upgraded well, myself to first class. Did you? Yeah, your first time in first class? Oh no no no! Oh no, okay, no, no. come on now. Oh, uh, of course not. Who, I forgot who the fuck I was talking. <laughs> exactly. I'm my bad man. No, I was, you, I was about to ask. You, did you drive? You didn't drive. You no, we did drive up. But oh. then I flew back because I needed to get to my family by Christmas Day. Oh, and, uh, by yourself? Yeah. Okay, and I got you. So I upgraded, and I think it was about 8.30 in the morning when I got on the plane Who'd... and immediately got a drink. There and you by go. By the time we landed in Charlotte, I had had four drinks. There you go. That's what it's there for. That was Christmas. Awesome. Right Look, there. That was my Christmas present to myself. Who'd you fly? I flew American Airlines. Good deal. You're keeping my daughter in business. I appreciate Well, it was a tiny little plane, though. Tell her that, like, CJ900, whatever I flew on. Those it didn't first... have props. It wasn't a prop plane, was no, it? No, 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 oh. no. But it's not the big plane. And the 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 seats are too uncomfortable. I mean, they're they're better than the cabin. Don't get me wrong. Like, That's I don't right. want to be in the main cabin. Right. However, it's not really that different than the main cabin on that plane. I mean, you just got a little wider seat. The yeah. best part is just the attention from. Yeah, you do. The, yeah. You yeah. give you hot towels. From the, uh, no. You didn't, didn't get the hot towels? What I got was four drinks back to back. I think she was getting a little sick of me constantly asking for drinks. No, that's the job. They that's the job? Yeah. They don't mind? Okay. No. Um, all right. Well, hey, today hey. is January 15th of 2024. I never thought I'd make it this far. You did really no. I never really thought I'd make it this far. I know I you, did. I know you think you're gonna live until 150. 20. Well, whatever. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, but today we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, we are going to talk briefly about oh, shit. The Michigan Wolverines. 
Wings go blue, baby. Go blue. Never saw it. Com- I actually did not see it coming. So yes, this you is, did. I didn't. I told you on this podcast, I did not think that they would beat Georgia, and they never ended up playing Georgia. No, so, that was what is. Yeah, that wasn't even. So I wasn't actually wrong because I didn't play them. Yeah, but if they would have. But I appreciate uh, you you telling me that. Uh, I, I I know that you were happy for me. I was, and I know that's hard. I like for Michigan. You. I, I know you do. You like every team. Yeah, I like. I think, and I've said this before, and I'm gonna let you finish. But I I think when Michigan, UCLA, USC, Penn State, when those guys are good, it's good for college football. I've always said that. I've told you that before. I agree, but did you want Michigan to be at the pinnacle at the top? Number one, numero uno. I like Michigan. I do. I genuinely like Michigan. I liked it when Bo Schembechler was there. Oh, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was back in the old days. I like Charles Woodson. I like when, you know. Now you're talking good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, but this so, year, this year was a great year. Uh, aside from the the scandal that we had to talk about, that wasn't really a scandal. Yeah. I think the long farther we get away from it, we realize how it wasn't as much of a big deal as people were making it, it sound like. So hey, all I care about is we got it. I don't ever, you know. I know Harbaugh's probably gone. McCarthy is uh, declaring for the NFL. He was the quarterback. Next year, I'm going to care, and I'm going to be upset. But right now, and I never thought this was going to happen again in my lifetime. What? Because it happened in 97 when we got the national championship. Right. I never thought it happened again. So right now, I'm just going to bask in the glory of what is the Michigan Wolverines. my friend. Thank you. Congratulations. It was was a lot of fun. I was really pulling for it. It was a good, great, great, great game. It It was a tense game until the last quarter. It was. Very tense game. So anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody who's listening. I know you all cared and you were rooting for me. I I actually had, during the Alabama game, your wife text me to make sure I was okay <laughs> because it was such a tense game. And, and, and that's valid because, yeah, I mean, I guess I can get a little crazy during these games, but yeah. I was actually pretty calm. I was actually pretty calm. Well, yeah, because it, I'm, I'm old now. It's like, come what may, you know, the next right. day I wake up. Like, look, we got the national championship. I woke up the next day. When I'm still me. You? I still got to go to work. Yeah. You got to rub I did, Yeah, I didn't get to, go, I didn't get to go have a parade. No one, right. no one gave me anything. I didn't right. get a pony. And you're talking about future millionaires. millionaires. Yeah. Some yes. of them are millionaires right now. Yes. Oh, talking about NIL? Yeah. Yeah. And Michigan's not really that involved in the NIL. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Thank you, everyone. Michigan Wolverines forever, 2023 champs. Go blue. Go blue. All right. Now, today, I like to talk. We, 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 you sent me a message on what to talk about, and I would like to talk about this. So I, I got to say right away, happy MLK Junior Day. Thank you. Is Same that, to you, my friend. Is that weird to say happy? Yeah, I know. It is. Uh, you know, you could spend a, a whole entire podcast talking about... MLK, but it's we 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 could never say anything different from whatever everyone else has said. Um, amazing man, listen to this. Check this out. I was two years old when he was assassinated, April fourth, nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. I was two years old. Yeah, probably, probably you probably don't remember it. You know what? And and some people have asked me that before. Here's what I do remember. I remember the mood. I knew something was 
I don't remember, you know, I don't have, you know, vivid memories like my older brother does. You know, he remember exactly where he was. Actually, my older brother remembers when Kennedy was assassinated. He was in school. And they let him out. But um, I remember something going on around the house. You know, I knew it was, you know, quite obviously my parents were distraught when the uh, drum major of peace was assassinated. So I think, you know, I say this a lot. <clears throat> if it had not been for Martin Luther King Jr., you and I may not be sitting here. I wouldn't be married to the woman I've been with for 35 years. I wouldn't have two beige kids and beige grandparents. And they're so pretty. They're so pretty. You know how I feel about beige babies. Yeah. No. How do you feel about beige babies? I, I feel like they are the future. Beige is the future. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, a mother of pearl. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> fuck is pearl. Isn't that a color? I feel like that's all white babies, mother of pearl. That's that's like off white, right? Pearl is like pearl is like pearl. Oh, pearl. It's like old grandma. Grandma's wear. What are you talking about, pearl? I'm just talking about beige babies are beautiful. Oh, okay, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful beige babies. They're the future. They are the future. Because yeah. I, let me tell you, one. Um, I don't want to talk too much about your your family. Um, but they are all beautiful. But they do have beautiful uh, eyes, beautiful skin. Look, I've seen a lot of ugly white kids. So, what, so maybe what, it's time. What, maybe it's time to what kind turn, of shit turn is the that? nation beautiful. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just talking some oh. shit. So anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Martin Luther King Jr. So. Okay. Um, Everybody, just skip over what I just said because I was just kidding. Mm. I mean, but no, I have seen ugly white kids. I've, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen ugliness across all the racial lines. I know, but I'm only allowed to talk about the white ones. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So here we go. So Martin Luther King Jr. is very important. You're right. We probably would not be sitting across. Well, somebody would have come along and and done something, but he was special. In many ways, right? Like the, yeah, the peaceful protest. But let's talk about why it's important here. We're sitting here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yes. I did not know that he came here twice. During, he did. He yeah. came here. He came to Wake Forest College. And they said that it was standing room only. And he gave one of the most prolific speeches they had ever heard. That you me. can still listen to if you go to... Wake Forest, I think you can go on their website, right. Wake Forest University, and find his speech. You can at least get it in their library. I right. know you can get it from the library. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, he also went to came to Greensboro, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he met with the students at Bennett College, the Bennett Bells, I think they were called, and uh, spoke to them, and they, they were just, can you imagine that? No. I mean, I mean, think about it. You're sitting there and you're talking about, you know, having the basic fundamental rights with this legend. I wonder if those people that was, they knew he was special. They knew there was something about him. But can you imagine having a conversation with Martin Luther King? I mean, really, that just blows my mind, you know. Someone say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I knew Martin Luther King and this and that. You know, I'm like, what the? 
So what was that like? And he like, what do you know anybody who actually? I do, I do. That knew him. Yes. What did they say he was like? Uh, some called him a prophet. Do you do you really think he was? Uh, do I think he was? That's what. <clears throat> yeah, you're the only person in the room. Um, small. <laughs> uh, I do. I think he was a modern day prophet. I think he. You know, just like anyone else, he had his flaws. Everyone knows that. I mean, there's no secret about that. But. Well, I just heard. I mean, there's the woman that, that he has women on the uh, side. All right. Well, that's yeah. all I've heard. I haven't yeah. heard anything else, though. No. Yeah. That's what I was alluding to. That's what I was. So, yeah. But so did Kennedy. So, you know. So did Kennedy. So did. But who didn't was Malcolm X. Well, but he was very strict. Yes. Very strict, but you know his leader, um, the one Elijah thank Muhammad. You, my, he had plenty of women. He did. So he, it's he a little did. hypocritical, which is why Malcolm X stopped stopped following. Him. Exactly. You are up on your shit, dude. You know. You, do you know you. why though? It's off topic. But it's because I was such a big Muhammad Ali fan. Oh, were you? Muhammad I see. Ali. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and you know he always brought up. Elijah Muhammad, um, the great, what did he call him? The great prophet, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Um, and he turned on Malcolm X. He did. That's he bad. Did. He, that was his biggest regret in his life. It was. Um, you know, the holy apostle Elijah Muhammad. Um, and, you know, that's one of the, and see, here's the uh, argument a lot of people like to make, not an argument, but they say, who would you rather have, MLK or Malcolm X? Well, you know, they're two different leaders i mean they were two different personalities one believed in nonviolence, and the other one believed in any means necessary if you put your hands on me i'll make sure you know you won't put your hands on anyone else that's true but but there is a also and correct me if i'm wrong because i could be that that martin luther king jr wanted integration he wanted to hold hands you know Little black boys and little black girls right. and all that stuff. <coughs> whereas the I have a dream speech. Right. So he wanted integration, whereas that is not what the black Muslims wanted. They right. wanted separate. They right. wanted to keep black people should be with black people. We should have our own right. away from. Right. So there were the two two ways of thought. So they were well, kind of they were kind of you know against each other in a weird well, way. You know, they only met one time, and it was briefly, and so. Um, but here's the thing that you may not know um, is when Malcolm X felt that way, he, he wanted black empowerment, which, you know, who, who, who didn't at that time. But he wanted when he went to Mecca and he went on a Hajj and he came back, he saw that when he was in Mecca, he saw that he had a Muslim brothers that looked different from him. So he was in, when he got there, he was like, well, whoa, I, I have a white brother that's a Muslim like me. And so they, he changed his whole mindset about um, integration. You know, he said, you know, what we need to empower ourselves before we can integrate into white society or, you know, but what we need to do is get our shit together, for lack of a better word, until we can we can't get no black unity, black and white unity until we get black unity. Yeah, and then and then so he comes back saying that, and he's saying, "Hey, uh, the prophet 
Muhammad, he is wrong. Then you yes. have Muhammad Ali go against him. <laughs> yes. So my question is, let well, we'll give it. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But let's stick with this because. So he he actually visited. I have here Wake Chapel mm-hmm. at Wake Forest University. Yes. On October eleventh, nineteen sixty two. That is early. That's when JFK was here, still president. Oh, you mean not? You mean in the White House? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Not not here in Winston Salem. Winston Salem. Okay. Although I think he probably did come through North Carolina. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he ever passed through Winston Salem. Really? Uh, George Washington did. Yeah, he stayed in Old Salem. Stayed in Old Salem. Everybody's got somewhere where George Washington stayed. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, that is the that is the story. So, but at that hey, speech, hey, so he was. Hey, you know what? Did you know this little tidbit of history? I, I'm, I'm gonna say it right quick. You know he he got caught pneumonia, right? Yes. He was going down to the slave quarters that uh, diddle one of the slaves, and he got pneumonia. This is not true. Yeah. Is it what? That's how he died. Yes, he died of pneumonia. I thought he died because they kept bloodletting him and he had an infection. They were they were bloodletting him because he had pneumonia. But now, he how went, do you know it was because he was diddling the slave? I'm I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing. Was this written down? Yeah, this is not written down. This is it? oral history. <laughs> <laughs> that's some bullshit. <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I never read that before. I know he came okay. down with pneumonia. All right, all right. So anyway, so on October 11th, 1962, JFK is still here mm-hmm. in, in the White House. Right. And his speech was about integration of the South. And it's big, like you said, standing room only, mm-hmm. Wake Forest University. I know. I know, I'm actually impressed with them. I mean, that's our local university. I mean, it's a fairly conservative, well, and it liberal is. university. It is I now, know. yeah. It is now. But then in... April 13th, 1964. So JFK is now gone, Lyndon Johnson. He visited here in Winston-Salem on 4th Street, apparently. Right. Goler Metropolitan AME Zion Church. Yes, he did. Is that still here? It is. Goler, yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. That's a big church. I mean, a huge church. So only over a thousand people attended. And it focused on voting Mm -hmm. and nonviolent protests. Yes. Yes. Nonviolent. Not like January 6th. Nonviolent. Right. Right. Protests. And you know, a lot of people say, what if the Palestinians Palestinians practice nonviolent protests like that? Would their their plight be further advanced? Would they get more because they have the world watching them? Um, Instead of engaging in violence, which Israelis engage in violence on them, but I'm just saying, what if they took that track of nonviolence and protests as far as boycotting, you know, but then, you know, here again, I'm, I'm answering my own question. It's hard to do that. If you boxed into an area too many people <laughs> boxed into a little area. So what are you boycotting? Well, and also, I mean, uh, if we're going to get onto that, how do they nonviolent protest now? I mean, the cat's out of the bag. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's over with now. Right. Right. I mean, I, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, because yeah, that's already started. This is, but I gotta say, I mean, he, so he was an amazing man. Oh my god! Came gosh. down here to Winston-Salem. I mean, um, obviously I'm a, I'm a white guy descended from, uh, my parents were in Ohio. You know, I lived in Michigan, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of, there's of course racism in the North. That's oh, obviously, but you, but where we were from, you know, 
I wasn't from the Detroit area, you know. So you come down here. Um, and here's the thing. When I first got here in 1983, mm-hmm. I, I was only five, but I do remember going to school and even my parents, they were kind of, uh, surprised because in 1983, um, president Reagan, mm. I died. <laughs> your favorite, your favorite person. Mm. So he he actually, but he did sign a bill saying, "Hey, this is going to be Martin Luther King." I was shocked on a junior day. Yes, and that was in 1983, but it it wasn't. So it signed into law, but it didn't go into observation until 1986. Right now, I remember my parents saying, "Like, oh, it's weird. Like, no one celebrates it down here." Uh, North Carolina was actually one of the first to observe it. I didn't know that. Yeah, in 1983. North Carolina made it a holiday, but it was unpaid. But it took effect as a paid holiday in 1987, and that's when schools started closing. But here's the thing. I went to a private school. I don't remember mine closing. What what private school did you go to? I went in Clemens. I just went to a small uh, oh, little, little uh Not Bishop Christian McGinnis, school. nothing like that. No, no, no. I went to Our Lady of Mercy oh, Catholic yeah. school for two years. Yeah. But I don't remember. I mean, that was, gosh, that was so long ago. But I do remember... That not a whole lot, and you would know better than I would. You're just a little bit older than I am. That it didn't seem like MLK Junior Day was very widely it observed wasn't. at all. Oh no! But you got to keep in mind there was a lot of resistance to making that a national holiday. Yeah, it a took lot. two decades. It wasn't until yes. two thousand, right? That right. Ever, and Arizona was the last state to recognize it. Which is weird. Why? Why? Why so racist in Arizona? <laughs> Uh, why is there racism anywhere? Well, that's a very good topic for a different day. Yeah, I mean, but we could we could go all day about it's, that. It's just funny though because North Carolina, here we are. We're we're not deep south here. We're you know we're kind of a purple state sometime, yeah, sometimes. Sometime. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I was actually proud that they they took it on so fast. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, man, like I said, we could go all day long about Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, well, I know. we got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it, it was the man was amazing. I mean, just um, and and by the way, there's a play here uh, about a little theater um, called Mountaintop, and it features. Um, it, it's, I would encourage anyone to go see it. Look it up at, on the website, but um, it talks about Martin Luther King if he had lived and. Um, Gosh, it's a different perspective of Martin Luther King. This Martin Luther King you see in the play is totally different from the image you have of Martin Luther King. How do you mean, though? Well, he is, it's a lot of, I read the script um, because at one point I was, you know, I was told that I may have a do the part, play the part of Martin Luther King. So I read the script. It's a little more, it has, you know, um, he curses a lot in this and, you know, it's from the perspective of a woman cleaning a hotel or something like that. And he comes in and she's talking to him. And evidently she's like a angelic person coming to take him, mm-hmm. you know, say, Hey, listen, you don't have much time. I'm coming to get you. And he has a conversation with her and he doesn't realize she's a, an angel. This is kind of like an angel of death. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So, so, yeah, I don't want to give too much of away, which I already have, but that's 
The play is called Mountaintop. And um, actually, Samuel Jackson did the stage, did the play. I don't know if it was on Broadway, but Samuel Jackson played this part of Martin Luther King. I could King. not see him. I it it see was him. strange. You could pull it up on YouTube. It was really odd, him playing Martin Luther King. First of all, he's too tall. Uh, second of all, but, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson is a Morehouse grad like Martin Luther King was. So what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? I, I, yeah, I don't see that that betrayal. But, yeah. uh, but Winston said, you know, I, I, I knew that he came to the South. and I mean, you know about Alabama. You know about Mississippi. Oh yeah, you know all this, uh, and it, man, it it, w- it would take bravery back then. You know, I think we kind of it, it's been so long now since he was murdered, since the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Even though we're still having things going on today, oh that yeah, are absolutely, it's not done by any. No, it's not not even close. <laughs> but I think we all take for granted how. Okay, so remember that day that we were talking, and I don't want to bring it up too much. But we start talking about the black, black Hebrew. Okay, all right. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Good people, right? Good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was fear, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about anything that could get me in trouble. Right. There's a lot of that. There was now, real fear in the room. <laughs> but, but back then, in the '60s, you got a guy who's a preacher who decides to take on not just the U.S. government. He's taking on all of white America who yes. runs everything in America. Yes. And while he was doing it peacefully and, and that takes, man, that I cannot even, I know other people have talked about it, but how much courage it would take to do it. And then to know he came to these two places right here in town sure. that I am, I walk by there all the time. Mm-hmm. I see, and I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. And this church still stands here. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's one of the biggest churches in Winston-Salem. And, and, you know, and think about this. You know, it, it, it was said that when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King met each other and they shook hands, is allegedly Malcolm X looked at Martha, Martin Luther King. And you know what he said? Mm-mm. You know we're both dead men. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I believe it. Yeah. And Martin Luther King knew he wasn't going to live you know, a long life, you know, in one of his speeches, he said that. Isn't that what all the greats did though? I mean, all yeah. the greats, you think about it, Lincoln, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. He, he had a vision of his own death. She sure did. JFK had he a vision did. of his own death. Bobby Kennedy did. I didn't know about Bobby. Yeah, Bobby did. Bobby knew he wasn't going to li- live a long life either. He knew that um, because what he was doing, you know, he was pushing, you know, these guys, these guys changed people's way of life. You know, the, he, they shook up the status quo. And so you're changing some way, you know, the way people live. You mean to tell me I don't have to get off the sidewalk anymore when someone white is walking towards me? Or especially if it was a white female. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom had a story about that when we first moved down here. And I can't remember it too well. But apparently she was walking downtown and she was with my grandmother and they were looking for something. I think they were looking for the courthouse. I don't mm-hmm. remember what the story was. But they asked a the guy, he's on the road, and of course he's a black gentleman. And uh, they asked him, you know, hey, hey, where are we going? And, you know, how do we get this place? And he said he would take them. He would show them the way. But they started walking next to him. He's like, you can't be walking next to me. Now, this is in the 80s. What? Yeah, that's what, that's what the story was. Ugh. That... 
But this guy was older, so I mean, he'd been around. Yeah, and you said, yeah. I mean, things in the eighties they were still a little it bit. It was it was sketchy back in the eighties. I mean, it, you just didn't, you know, people were doing things behind. I mean, literally behind closed doors. Yeah, and you're uh, only twelve years away from his murder. You know, in nineteen eighty. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was still, it was still, you know, you you couldn't do. Go certain places in dating a white girl. Mm-hmm. How'd you get mm-hmm. away with that? Who me? Yes. Oh, I'm badass. Yeah, but no one threatened you. No, no, nothing. no. anybody. Man, please. That's because everybody likes you. I don't know. Nah, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, messing with me uh, because of that is like shit. I don't know. Kicking a puppy. I mean, you can do it, but why? You know. So. Well, I think that's how most people would feel about their relationships or their life. (laughs) What? They're like, why mess with me? But, you know, people mess with you just to mess with you. Oh, I know. And plus, it didn't hurt the fact that I had a gun. So, you know, there you go. All right, then. Yeah. Well, that that there cleared that up. Um, Don't mess with the black man with a gun. You better believe it. Yeah. You know, I was taught by a police officer. That was your dad. Yes. Yeah. But I just, so I just want to wrap up with this. Um, Cause I mean, there's not a whole lot to say other than uh, I'm glad that they have this observation day. It is weird though, because they just picked a random day. It's not the day that oh, he died and it's not the day of his birthday. It's just a random Monday in January. Let me tell you a story, a quick story. Um, I was working in Atlanta and, <clears throat> and I was doing some, some HUD work in Atlanta when I was with the city. And so... And HUD is, can you tell everybody? Housing and urban development. And I used to be a fair housing investigator in a different life. So we had a conference in Atlanta, and it was off of Peachtree Street. And Sarah flew up to see me, and we walked to Ebenezer Baptist Church. And let me tell you, we walked in there, it was wide open, which is crazy to me. And Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yes, is. this is where Martin Luther King and his dad, uh, Big Daddy King, uh, were ministers. And Martin Luther King preached, you know, that's one of the churches he was uh, a minister of. And D, let me tell you, it was, uh, it, it was like a light, a glow, and it was just Sarah and myself in that church and we sat in the front and they still have the um, podium where he gave some of his famous speeches and it was just me and Sarah. I say, well, how profound is this? This is what this man, this prophet was talking about. Sarah and I sitting there. It was just us. And Sarah starts crying. And she's like, this man made some of the most beautiful speeches and his words reached the world not just the united states around the world and he said this would happen sarah and i sitting there and it happened i mean he said it was going to happen it was inevitable now was his is it true that his i had a dream speech was he came up with it on the spot that he kind of knew what he was going to say but then he he ad-libbed yes that that is one of the most incredible things that and I could imagine. Oh, absolutely! And it said that the sound system and the podium and the and the mic and all that was purchased by none other than Bill Cosby. That's the 
The what? Yes. What? Yes. They said Bill Cosby is the one who bought that pony. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't the... know how deep in the rapes he was in, but you know. Well, look, for every devil, they have some good deeds. Right. I mean, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not I'm not roofing people, but you know. I've done some bad things, right? Of course, we've all done some bad things. Well, I ain't mean it. hey, let's just say that's that's one re- redeeming quality that America's dad had. He he's the one who set up the podium. But in 1968, what was he famous for? That spy show? Yeah, I spy. Man, that was a big deal. Yeah, but I thought that was a, the a 70s. I didn't know that was the 60s. Yeah, that was the 60s. That's a huge deal. Man, you got a black man on TV in the yes. 60s, and it was. And uh, I think it was uh, who was with him? George Papard, maybe. Yeah, eighteen. Eighteen, yeah, eighteen guy. I, I I could be wrong, but I remember that him and Diane Carroll. Th- those were because we really didn't see black people on television. I mean, what I didn't. is that? Yeah, what is that? You know, because it's funny because you get white people now. We're getting off topic, but you get white people now who are like, I don't want to see. We've talked about this before, yeah. and they're just throwing it up in our face. Yeah. Oh, there's all these black shows. It's like, what do you think it was like? For black people back in the 50s, oh, 60s, we, 70s. We didn't know any better. It's just like um, the Jackson 5 had a cartoon in the 70s, which I loved. Yeah. And, and and now that you, I look at it, it's so cheesy. Well, mean, of course it's cheesy, but you finally had, like, it wasn't Lawrence Welk. Oh, oh my gosh. Boy, let me tell you. So I, I enjoyed watching Lawrence Welk with oh. my... Actually, okay, no. Uh, I'll say this. It's a, it's a cheesy, cheesy white white mm. white mm. bread show mm-hmm. but you know my parents they loved it what? and so my memory well because my dad liked big band music and stuff oh. and so there was a lot of big band some of the whitest singers you ever hear oh i know it so i mean so you got lawrence welk on a certain time on saturday night or whatever oh, it is and then you got laughing yes but then here you go and, and then what, what what would come on after that i i don't know it wasn't Fucking there hee-haw you know? hee-haw i used to watch that <laughs> That's right. Of course I did. But the funny thing is, so I'm growing up and the Cosby show was huge. You know I mean? There oh, were gosh, a lot of, yeah. I loved, I remember it was already off the air, but I'm watching Good Times and oh, I'm watching yeah. um, the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Yes. Nothing. See, but that's what happens when you, when you take a kid and you expose them to that sort of thing early in life. When when like it's normal for me to watch the Jeffersons, good times. Um and you can thank Norman Mailer for that, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. The yeah. yeah. Um it really I think it changes like it was not abnormal for me. And that's why the world has changed because of Martin Luther King Jr. Absolutely. You you start to have these shows. I know that those shows were still what do you want to say? Were they slightly racist? Some of these shows. Oh, you, you like, Je- like Jefferson, Sanford and Son, Sanford and Son. What did no. they did they play on any stereotypes that would be offensive nowadays? Uh, we didn't think so at the time. Because I mean, it, but so a lot it was of just things good to see your own. That's what we were impressed with, and and and, and then you had after that Chico and the Man with Freddie Prince, um, and so we really didn't think that. And, you know, we were just glad, like you said, we were just glad to see someone that looked like us. Now, you got to keep in mind, all those shows came from All in the Family. So oh, that, yeah. those were offshoots of All in the Family, right? Which was, which was kind of a racist show, man. 
but it was but it was intentionally it was supposed to be there it was way. supposed to be where he like, was just a horrible horrible oh, man he was the biggest he, I, I think he was a bigger bigot bigot than you i come on man <laughs> people are gonna hear that i do say horrible things as much as i can but, i'm trying i'm trying to pull back though a little bit because you know no. i used to joke all the time but i told i so i said to Carmen, i said i we got to make this show funny I got to come up with some MLK Jr. jokes. Is it too what? soon? I said, is it too soon? Yeah. <laughs> too soon. So see, there's some things that are always going to be too soon for a white guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Bill Burr could pull it off because he's Irish. And, right. You know, and he's married to a black woman. Yes, he is. So he can pull it off. Me, right. I'm going to lay off on the MLK Jr. jokes. I right. have nothing but respect for him. Yeah. That's the, I, what, 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 what's there to joke about MLK? Well, yeah. I don't know. I was going to come up with something, but oh, I just didn't that, have that. The best joke I could have is, is it too soon? Yeah. That's a little cliche. Oh. Um, but I am, I just was really impressed when you sent me the article today about what to talk about. And today was obvious that we should talk about MLK mm-hmm. Jr. Um, and I guess I should say God Martin Luther you, King. God, King. God yeah, bless you. Yeah. I guess I should just say his whole name because it's a little. MLK. Let's talk about Martin Luther King Jr. He's got a street named after him in oh, every God. town that you yes. go to. Uh, sometimes two or three. There's yes. a boulevard. There's a street. You have noticed it always in black neighborhoods, though, right? Well, right. I have noticed that. Yeah, and that's and the know. nicest one I've seen is in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's a highway, and it's right outside of Wilmington. Like when you going into Wilmington, North Carolina, and shout out to my uh, people in Wilmington, North Carolina. When you going into Wilmington, North Carolina, from forty. Mm-hmm. You make a right in that long boulevard. It, it goes from, it starts like off a of twenty something near the airport, somewhere like that. And it ain't. It's nice because there's nothing there. Well, yeah, but then you go into uh, if you if you read the news <laughs> and you watch TV in Winston Salem, mm. MLK Drive is where all the bad stuff happens. Well, shooting, yeah, shooting, shooting on yeah. MLK Drive. Yeah, that we used to be we, Claremont Avenue, at, actually. Oh, so you remember when it was renamed? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, we used to when I was in high school, we used to hang out at the Burger King behind the uh, Mutual Building, and um, we used to hang out in the parking lot, and that's where it was at. If you in high school, we'd say, "What you doing this weekend?" Headed to the uh, Burger King. So that was Claremont Avenue, and. They renamed it MLK. I had I had long. I was married by the time they did that. So that was back in the eighties. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I wonder why they named that one because that is a very. It's not a bad neighborhood, but it's a bad. It's neighborhood. about to be gentrified. You know that, right? Well, yes, they are buying up all the houses. Yes, and they are slowly getting changed. Yes. They're so getting- I'm going to let you know, East Winston, like Harlem, New York, you are about to be gentrified. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and. Look, I'm all for improvements in in the area, but those landlords that were slumlords, you know, yes, they should have done improvements years ago. But the but the rent is so cheap, you know. Well, but here's the thing, rent ain't cheap no more. No, down in that area, because you know when I was living in, in the lofts, you know, um, oh yeah, you were living downtown and ooh, the nice part. Yeah, but when we would go to the food line off uh, three eleven, you could see the changes. They're building these apartments. Which three fourths of the people who live there wouldn't be able to afford to live in, so they're building that for white farms, you know, because you have the med school over there and mm-hmm. uh, innovation quarters. Innovation quarter, yeah. So you know that is expanding. So where the Burger King, which which is a Popeyes now, 
where we used to hang out in that parking lot, those apartments are coming. I mean, they're moving back towards that Burger King and moving into East Winston because I saw the strangest thing. I was going to the grocery store with my grandson and I saw a white dude walking with a backpack going towards the Burger King, going towards East Winston. I'm like, what the f-? It was just strange to me. I'm like, oh, okay. You're, like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> it's like a black man in Buena Vista. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, isn't, that, isn't that the stupidest thing, though? What? Well, that that somebody could be just walking <laughs> in a nice neighborhood. And if you're of the wrong color, everybody's watching you. You know, yeah, white or black. If you're a white guy, because look, I told you the story where I was, you know, I, I go down MLK. I have a friend down there and um, make a long story short. He's uh, he's a guy. <laughs> this is going to sound horrible. I have a friend down there, but he does my laundry. So of course he does. Look, but we're friends. I actually really hey, care hey, about this no, guy. It's just like when, you know, when the women were maids, he's just like family. Yeah, right. Okay, well, anyway, I really I really care about this guy. He's a good friend of mine. He's a good man, very good man. And he lives down there, and he's a very nice gentleman. But every once in a while when you're down there, so when I first started going to see him, see, when I first started dropping off my laundry, I'm like the story short. He used to have a location to where I would drop it off. Well, well, well wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. Okay. Because people get the impression that, your clothes you're talking about for your job yeah 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 for my job yeah let's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sorry about that yeah I, make the distinction you dropping off your drawers so somebody thank, uh, thank you for making that distinction <laughs> that i my underwear i wash myself or i make my girlfriend wash them so i'm just kidding oh shit, oh, shit. why'd i say that Ooh, no but I, I do my own laundry but uh, yeah for my job i have tons and tons of sheets that have to be washed so i'll take them down to him because he got screwed by a landlord because what happened is he he it was down there on Acadia that he had that little corner laundromat. He, right, he I fixed remember it that. up. That mm-hmm. was him. Right, he fixed it up. It got so nice that the landlord's like, you know what? This is so nice now that you fixed it up. I can get better rent. Get out. Damn, can you believe that? That actually happened. So he struggled for a while. He got this. Uh, so now he's working. He does a different job, but he still does my uh, my laundry for me because he's a nice guy. And I would go down when I first started going down to Martin Luther King Drive, uh, like down Third Street. You cross over Martin Luther King Drive and you right. go over to the other side. Right. And people look at me funny. Like, why is this guy here? And yeah. you know I'm in a little light blue Scion TC at the time. And they're like, why is this little, why is this, why is this little uh, crazy little white guy uh, you know, bringing in? And they'd watch me. You know, like yeah. you get out of the car now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. As as I would hang out there longer and talk to him, and I'm standing out in the street, um, yeah. Then people start being friendly to you. You know, like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So it's all fine. We're all people, right? But there is a thing about separate neighborhoods, and that's what you know. One day, um, it's all going to be mixed in once we get all the beige babies. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I, will we see it in our lifetime? I don't know. I think we will. Oh, you think so? Uh, you said you're going to live to 150. Yes. 20. 120. Yeah, yes. you'll you'll see it. I'll be dead in 10 years, so I won't. Oh, okay. Well, all right. All right. So, hey. On that note. On that note, uh, happy Martin Luther King Day Jr. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, everybody. Uh, and I hope, I, I, I hope that even I am next year. I'm a little more aware of the day 
Because today I didn't even know it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day what? until I got to work and I realized the bank was Closed. empty. Yeah, sure. And then I realized. So I would say everybody be more aware. There are a lot of events out there that you can go celebrate yeah. his life. Yeah. Uh, and here in Winston Salem, it's a big part of the history. It is, and that is what we're trying to point out. That uh, if you get a chance to drive by the Goler Metropolitan AME Zion Church that is still there, have a little nod to history. Mm-hmm. That that great man once stood there, yes, and changed history. Preach, Winston Salem. We're part of it. Yeah. So, all right. Now, Good deal. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we have a segment. I think you all remember, and you know what it's time for. It's time for the dumb shit. <laughs> yes, yes. It's time for that dumb shit. Here we go. GC's gonna give it to you. All right. What we got going on today? Okay. <clears throat> oh, let me get your microphone up. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. Now, I want you to know this is the problem. Okay. No, I'm serious. Yeah, everything's a problem. It is. All right. What's the Listen problem? Listen to me. What's the problem today? <laughs> um, A woman in Canada was sleeping in her bed. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm not going to take too long on this, but I just want you to know this is, this can potentially be very very dangerous so a woman was sleeping in her bed in canada right and her name is stephanie moore stephanie i hope you're doing well we wish you the best um and all of a sudden her roof caved in on her now someone who had a yes just like you yes all of a sudden her roof caved in there was whole um, in a ceiling and the insurance company came out, you know, they did an assessment and they say, you know, it wasn't because of trees. It wasn't because of a um, meteorite. It, it was, they could not figure out, but they've narrowed it down. And you know what they think caused this and people should be aware of this. It was blue ice. What? What is blue ice? What is blue ice? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you asked, my friend. Blue ice is frozen doo-doo that comes from planes. No, no. You're talking about the blue water? Yes. It's frozen doo-doo. So so it was, they evacuated. That's what hit her. And if you're sleeping, most of the time when frozen, when blue ice comes down, it'll dissipate before it hits, you know, because they're so high up. So they release it, you know, because they're about to land. They want to, you know, get the weight off the plane. So usually it's harmless. But this time, I guess the weather and it was cold and it was big ball of ice and it went through a roof. Now, you sleeping in your bed with your woman or whoever, your significant other. And you got a big ball of doo-doo that comes down on your on your head. Now, no, 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 no. The Canadian airline said, hey, listen, you can't prove that it was our doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it yeah, could have been because, you know, a lot of planes fly over her. We got DNA and doo-doo. But that's not going to. If you check the DNA pa- across the passenger list, somebody on that plane that day did a doo-doo. But you there. don't know where the back of the plane where it came out of, though. You don't oh, know yeah. which plane. It could be an American. It could be Alaskan Airline. It could be 
Um, Wait, so they're suing a specific airline, Canadian airline? Yes, it was Canadian airline. And they issued a statement and they said they were going to a, a spokesman for Transport Canada said they were looking into the claim. She said the department takes all reports of possible debris. That's what they call it, instead of do do uh, coming from the aircraft very seriously. Every report incident is investigated by Transport Canada officials. Canadian a- a- aviation regulations forbid creating a hazard by dropping waste mid-flight, she added. So they're, they're saying they're going to investigate it, and she's saying, no, you know, how else did it happen? So I just want people to be aware of what's going on. So this doo-doo... Yes. Is released out of the plane and it freezes on the way down. Yes. Gets so heavy. Yes. But see, okay, so I just saw a video where they threw a cup of coffee out the window to show how cold it was in the Midwest right now, right? It was on the news. It was on, uh, I don't know what it was on. It was uh-huh. on one of those Sunday morning shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they throw it out, it just vaporizes. It turns into like dust. It looks like dust. But when they do the, do- well, one, why do they even have a door that will allow doo-doo to get out? Because they have to dump that. Why do they have to dump it? Because. Um, yeah. Why can you not wait until you get on the ground and then just suck it out like a normal person? I think they do that too, but sometimes it gets out. I don't know how it gets out, but it gets out. But you got to keep in mind, if you're 35,000 feet up in the air and you let this water come down, it's going to turn into a ball of ice. Especially if it's a big old log. Yeah, you know, I've seen some baby arms come out of people. You well, I act be- like I've looked at other people's mm. stuff. Okay, I've seen some baby arms come out of me once upon a time. Oh, Nice. But so what I'm saying, is, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying is, is that this is the problem, D. Now you can look up, you know, the statistics on how and how many how many times this has happened. But you see, you never heard of blue ice. So I'm teaching you something. I'm no, no, you know there. what? This this might be the first time that I can say, you know what? This might be a problem. It is because well, I don't I don't you. I don't want someone to dump their blue ice on me when I'm just walking down the street. Exactly. Well, how do you feel about when they dump fuel, though? Because they dump fuel all the time, like they an emergency. Do. They dump they fuel, do. and that's toxic, man. It is. It's bad for the environment. So is, you yeah. know, dumping doo-doo. I mean, you know, uh, that's that can't be good. Oh, man. But you're 35,000 feet, and they expect it to. Uh, you know what I would like to do? No. I would like to get someone here. This, this is what we do. We're going to get someone from the airlines to come in here and explain to us how the fecal matter dissipates before it hits the ground because most of the time they say it's harmless well yeah if it's urine because it'll it'll so what happens is is if you dump fluid from that height there's so much air in between and molecules a lot of it's going to get absorbed okay and and it'll it'll aerate sure and it's going to dissipate the problem the problem is (laughs) is if you're low and the temperature's low you know say you're not at thirty thousand feet say you're at ten thousand feet sure and then you drop a log. It's not just urine. It's not just blue water. Oh, I know. That's yeah. what they're saying. That's like a giant, you, yeah. yeah. you having a picnic with Carmen, right? Chilling. Yeah, we do that every once in a while. Okay. You outside, and you get pelted with blue ice. Well, now I know. Are you suing? Yeah. Are you, know, would if, you really? If I know what airline it was. Of course. How bad did it hurt me? Did it just get on me? But this, this, this right here damaged this woman's house. Yeah, well, then I would say she's got a claim because there yes. should be a protocol for airlines yes. where you can dump your doo-doo. And, and then think about this. She could have gotten hepatitis. 
C through E. Well, I mean, come on. Come what? on. She'd have to be like opening her mouth and getting a lot of it. Do you know how that's disgusting that is? Yeah, you, 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 both you and I are pretty much, well, I think me more than you, germaphobes. Well, yeah, I am a germaphobe, but I, I am never, I, ha, I have heard of them dumping fuel. I did not know they could dump. Now, you know, on the old trains, when you were driving on a train back in the old days, okay. when you would flush, it just went out onto the track. Like you didn't have a tank. I knew that. It. Yeah. yeah. They would just open right that. up. So you never want, you know, that whole thing. Hey, everybody, you want to go see a dead body? Oh, stand by me. They're not going to find a dead body as fast as they're going to find doo-doo on the track. They're going to get hepatitis. Those little kids. You know, my, my buddies and I, when we used to go, when kids played outside, we used to walk on the train de- tracks, and that was the biggest deal. I mean, we l- loved that. Now that I think about it, I was stepping in. You were stepping in doo-doo. But, yeah. I mean, that's more for passenger trains. I think now they don't do that anymore, like oh. Amtrak and stuff. But back oh. in the old days. Oh, I know. I know. Back in the old days, it was just, they just dump it right out on the track. Yeah. Wow. I just thought this was a good PSA for people that to, is a good to, PSA. To, to know. And uh, so in the spirit of the new year, and we're talking about um, some Winston-Salem stuff, I got a little story for you. Okay. And this is, this is also, this is a problem, GC. <laughs> this is a problem. We got a All problem right. here in Winston-Salem. We okay. got a problem. All right. Let's so uh, was it yesterday? Uh, what is today? The 15th? All right. Yes. So I think it was yesterday. Uh, in Winston-Salem, a man was arrested after allegedly stealing a school bus in Winston-Salem at about 4.10 p.m. Sunday. This is according to uh, MyFox8.com. By the way, dot com. At about 4 p.m., 4.10 p.m. Sunday, police responded to a report of a stolen school bus. Investigators found the bus on Peters Creek Parkway, which is very close to both of us, right. and tried to pull the bus over. The driver, however, did not stop, instead driving over the median into oncoming traffic. Mm. It drove for about a mile before crashing into a field. Mm-mm. No one was injured. So here's my question. Okay. I got a question for you. <laughs> how high? Uh, I was about, yeah. How high do you have to be to steal a school bus yes. and not stop for the police and drive it into a field? What well, is going on in Winston-Salem? They, look it. Look it. Uh you had to be really high to steal a school bus, first of all. And you mean allegedly? Allegedly? What do you mean? That yeah. somebody stole a bus, and from what I understand, he was went into oncoming coming traffic, right? Uh, yeah, and he it's his name. Police say Joseph Spain Hour. Spain Hour. Spain yes. Hour was behind the wheel, was the only person on the bus. Charged with felony larceny of a motor vehicle. Felony fleeing to elude. And multiple chapter 20 violations. <sighs> the side of the bus reads Carter G. Woodson School. Oh, that's the charter school. Yes. Oh, man. So, dude, one, where to get the keys unless he's the bus driver. Right. And, like, okay, you want to steal a vehicle, man. You want to oh. steal a vehicle. Who the hell steals a school bus, man? <laughs> Who steals a school bus? I don't know, because it, it wouldn't have been me, because I didn't like school from day one. I know, but he still, so, but he didn't even stop, man. Like, the police, woo, 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 stop. Hey, sir, right. stop, stop, stop the bus, sir. Yeah. Nah. How do you get him? Well, how did he get them to stop? Did he, like, didn't he go into a He, he drove into it? a field, yeah, he crashed it. He crashed it? Yeah. Son of a... You know How what? high? How high do you have to be to steal the school bus? You want me to say it? Yeah. Yeah, say it. How high do you have to get 
to steal a school bus. You know what he was on, right? No. You ever done shrooms? Oh, wait. I don't want to say that on air. Oh. Yes, maybe uh, I have. Maybe well, I have. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly I have done shrooms. Well, I mean, that's that's really shroomy right there to take that's, a school bus. I mean, on the magic school bus, that's like, uh, what's the song? The yellow bus. Uh, magic, magic bus. bus. Magic bus. By the yeah. who? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was taking a magic bus Great ride. song, by the way. Great song, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I think we did it, man. I think we did, man. Um, but I just want to say... Uh, thank you, and I look forward to another year. I do too. And um, uh, hey, I would love it if you would tell everybody our website and how they can get in touch with us right now. It's about gdtimeshow.com. And please send us any suggestions you have. Right. We are going to start doing interviews with local people. We mm. want to hear your stories, we want to talk about you. Uh, we want to make fun of you as much as we can. Today was a little more reverent because I couldn't make any jokes about uh, MLK Jr. Because I'm white. Yeah. If I was black, it'd still be it'd too still soon. It'd still be, yeah. It's still it's, too soon. That's it's just that not the right thing right to do. Then, yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. But we would like to ha start having people on who have great stories. We already have some lined up for you. Yes. But if you have any suggestions, please. And remember to leave us a review and give us a five-star, four-star. How many stars is it? I don't know. But make sure you like us. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Do all those things. Find us on YouTube. Exactly. And then, look, if we're coming to a bar near you. We're going to wait till you get good and drunk. And we're going to do interviews, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I have to be drunk because I'm shy. I'm very shy in person. No, no. I'm talking about people on the street. We're going to pull people off the street. Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to randomly interview people. And it's always fun when you have fakat. What's fakat? I don't know. That sounds Yiddish. It is a little Yiddish. Oy vey. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, remind me to send you something about uh, <coughs> some uh, New, New York Jews, a sect of New York Jews. I, I think you'll find it interesting. Okay. Well, I would like to send it to all of our listeners, too. Nah, that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to let you guys go. We're at about an hour right now. Thank you for listening. This is going to be a great season. we got a lot of new stuff, new uh, platform Ooh. for you to, to listen to. We're also going to have some new music soon because this uh, little garage band outro that, outro that we've been using is uh, a little tired, but I was, yeah. just, I was too lazy to get us something new. But I'll yeah. get something new they, next time. Dee's going to write us something. It's, it's coming. I am. It's going to be rap. Right. Oh, but we're gonna have that that tight stuff, man. I got you, brother. I got you. Do you want do you want some country? Hell no. No. I'm gonna write you like a Swifty type song. No. Oh. Well, you gotta watch Swifty. out. Bro. I ain't saying about the like the black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> you don't say shit about Taylor Swift. Oh. The Swifties are coming. Swift baby. Swifty is. She's yeah. she's the power. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna write so, a song like her. I'm kidding. Maybe that's why Travis can't catch shit. But you know, that's uh different. Different day. Trav, I'm just Different kidding, day. bro. Just kidding. No, Trav, he's really serious. <laughs> All right. So here we go. I'm taking us out. We'll see you next week. Uh-oh. I keep forgetting to do the volume button. Ready? Just noticed your shirt says FDNY. Fire Department, City of New York. Yeah. This is about to fly and doo-doo, baby. <laughs>